Thanksgiving is here. So it's the season to be thankful, grateful, and blessed. But what if things aren't going quite so well for you right now? If times are tough and you're struggling just to get through the day? We know that we're called to give thanks in everything, but sometimes in the midst of the chaos and the difficulties in life, it can be really hard to muster up any kind of thankfulness. And if we do, it's fleeting at best. So then how? How do we follow God's word in this and have a true heart of thankfulness when our lives seem to be falling apart around us? If this is how you're feeling today, then I invite you to come and pull up a chair next to mine and join me as I share how we can have a thankful heart that brings peace even in the midst of life's challenges. Let's get started. Welcome to the Faith Lived Out podcast. Are you wanting a loving Christian marriage but are unsure what that looks like or how to get it? Do you have fears about becoming a submissive wife, afraid that you'll lose your identity or become a doormat? Do you have thoughts that maybe you're doing this whole wife and marriage thing all wrong and you want to know how to do it right, to stop worrying all the time and to learn how to truly put your faith and trust in the Lord? Hey girl, I'm Nancy Adamson, wife, mom, and Grammy to seven sweet babies, Christian mentor, Bible teacher, speaker, and women's ministry leader. I see you and I get you because I've been there, and I'm here to share with you what God has taught me on how to have a loving biblical marriage and what the true meaning of being a submissive wife really looks like. We'll also chat about how to find wisdom and truth for life's challenging questions in His Word, how to apply God's truth to our lives, and to put the cares and concerns that are on your heart safely in the Father's hands. So if you're ready to learn how to live out your faith every day and follow the amazing plan that God has for your marriage, grab your coffee, pull up a chair next to mine, and let's get started. We all know because we've all been there. Just because it's the Thanksgiving season doesn't necessarily mean that we're feeling all that thankful at the moment. I know that some of you are struggling right now. You're struggling with illnesses in the family, a job loss because of layoffs and financial problems. Some of you are having challenges in your marriage and you're wondering if God can hold it together, if he can truly bring healing or if you can make it just one more day in this relationship. When the storms of life are raging, when we are unsure of our future and what tomorrow will bring, how can we be thankful and have any kind of peace? The difficulties in our lives tend to seem overwhelming. They fill our thoughts and minds with questions of, what am I gonna do next? How do I fix this? And what will tomorrow be like? For those who do not have God in their lives, this is all that they can do because they don't have anyone else to rely on. They only have themselves in whatever circumstances they are in and to fix it in and amongst themselves. But you, you are a child of the Most High God, the Almighty God that is powerful, omnipresent, 
has infinite wisdom, a peace that surpasses all understanding, and a sacrificial love for you that is beyond comprehension. As believers, we can have thankfulness in our hearts that brings us peace in the midst of the storm because we know and are assured of four things. The first one is that God is with us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Even when times get really hard and the war is raging, He is always there. Scripture clearly states that you are not alone and that God is with you. There is victory over your situation. In Deuteronomy 31.8, it says, And the Lord, He is the one who goes before you, and He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. This is God's promise to you, that we have no need to fear because He goes before us and He is always with us. No matter how deep of a hole we may think we're in, or no matter how far we may think that we have gone from God, He is still there. John 16.33 says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We know that we can have peace in the midst of chaos because we know that God has already overcome the world. It doesn't say that I will overcome. He says that I have overcome. He is sovereign. He is in control. He is not just sovereign over the big things, but he is sovereign over all of the details of your life. And then in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, we find, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We can have a thankful heart at all times because we know that God gives us that victory through Jesus. Things may look really bleak right now, but we know who wins in the end. We know that whatever this world has thrown thrown at us, whatever the enemy has thrown at us right now, if we go to God and we ask for his help and follow his ways, he will see us through. The second assurance that we have is that God does everything in our life for our good and his glory. In James 1, 2, and 4, it reads, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. Now, I know that some of you may be thinking, oh yes, I've heard this before, we are supposed to be joyful in tribulation. But stick with me for a minute, because there's actually a little bit more to say in James that oftentimes we don't hear. The challenges that we face in this life are not any fun. Nobody likes them, and we all want them to be over as quickly as possible. But there is a purpose behind them. It is during the trials and the difficulties in life that we learn who God is. We learn what He is really like, not just what we think of Him or what our preconceived notions of Him might be but his true love for us, his majesty, his sovereignty, and his power. We learn of his faithfulness and of his perfect peace, which surpasses all understanding. We become familiar with his promises for us, the ones that he has for his children and that he keeps for his children. This is where we learn how to put our faith in him 
and how to trust him for the outcome. It is the providentially designed circumstances that the Holy Spirit brings into our life that he uses to have his perfect work in us, to make us perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. When we're in a trial, we tend to only see the chaos and the stress. But when it's over and we look back, then we can see how God has worked in our lives and what we were taught by the Holy Spirit through the difficulties that we faced. We can see how God has changed us to be more like Him and increased our faith in Him. In my own life, we've had many trials and challenges. I mean, Ladies, so much so that there have been times that I have thought about writing a book about them all. While we were in them, they were difficult and even heartbreaking at times. But as I look back, I see how God has molded and shaped my life, how He has changed my heart and my thinking to be more like His, and how He has taught me to depend on Him and on His ways and not my own. We have had financial struggles at various times in our lives, and they teach us to depend on God and not ourselves, that our focus needs to be on Him and not on how am I going to fix this and how am I going to take care of this problem, but that He keeps His promises in meeting the needs of His children and that I can rely on Him to meet those needs. I don't have to figure out how to fix it. And then the marriage problems that we've had, they have taught us to seek what it is to have a biblical marriage, to not look at what the world says and to do what the world says, but to look at what God says and what his role for marriage is, what his role for the husband and wife are, and how can we become more like that? It has taught me personally that when a problem arises that I don't need to handle it on my own and to say, oh, what am I going to do next? But I can go to my heavenly father and he will guide me every step of the way, even if I have no idea of what's going to happen next or what tomorrow will bring. I know that I can go to my heavenly father and he's going to guide me because he has done so in the past. Challenges that we have had with extended family have taught me how to forgive others, how to show mercy and grace as well as God's healing from hurt and grief in my own life, that God is always with me to comfort me and to guide me, and what it is to come alongside someone else and to help carry one another's burdens or to be joyful when they are joyful. I did actually sit down one day and I contemplated writing a book of all of these things. And when I did, you know, I asked myself, what is the common denominator here? What is it that the one thing that God has really taught me through all of the different circumstances that have happened in my life? And I realized that all of these have taught me to put my faith in God and God alone, to seek his will, to use his word as my guide and then to trust him for the outcome. Ladies, we're fixers. We want to fix things. We want to take care of things. But God wants us to come to him, to rely on him to fix things, to rely on him for guidance and for assurance. In 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7, it talks about this very thing. And it says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, 
honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The genuineness of our faith is more precious than gold, and we cannot see where our true faith lies when everything is going well and life is easy. We can only see what our faith is in and what we're really going to turn to when we are faced with challenges, when we have difficult decisions to make, or when our future seems uncertain or bleak. This is where the rubber meets the road and where we are forced to choose if we are going to rely on ourselves to fix a problem or if we're going to rely on God and trust him for the outcome. Ladies, and all the things that I have been through in my life, and mind you, I have been walking with the Lord for over 40 years now. And with all the things that have happened, I wouldn't change any of them because of what it has taught me, because of the place that it has brought me to the relationship that I have with Christ now and the assurances that I have. So assurance number three is that God gives us his wisdom. I promised you that James has more to say about us having joy during our trials. And here it is. It's James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. As his children, we can go to God and he will share with us his infinite wisdom for whatever it is that we are facing at that moment. Not just a little bit of wisdom, but he gives to us liberally and without reproach, meaning that he doesn't criticize us or he's not disappointed because we need to go to him and we need to ask him for help. He wants us to come to him. He wants to share his wisdom and his discernment with us and to help us in our lives. So I want you to listen carefully for a minute as I share what Proverbs 2, 1 through 8 tells us about wisdom. It says this, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. We can be thankful and have peace in the midst of the storm because we know that we have God's infinite wisdom to help us and to guide us. All we need to do is to ask for it, to seek his knowledge and his understanding for our lives, and he will graciously give it to us. If we call upon the Lord and ask for his wisdom and his guidance when we face the difficulties in our lives, then we will not have the fear and the worry that comes with these kinds of trials. I'm sure you know the fear and the worry that I'm talking about. The fear of what the future will bring, what tomorrow might look like, and what happens if. The worry of, how am I going to pay my bills? What should I do in this situation? How do I fix my marriage? Or can my marriage even be saved? and be made whole again. We have these fears because we're limited as to what we can do and the fact that we can't see into the future. But God is not limited in this. He is sovereign. He is all-knowing, infinite in wisdom, and loves his children. If we will call upon him, he will give us that wisdom and that courage, the strength it is that we need in order to be able 
to see us through in whatever comes our way. The fourth assurance that we have is that God has a perfect plan for your life. In Psalms 139, 16 through 18, it says, Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts of me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Before you were born, before you were even a twinkle in your mother's eye, God planned all of your days, and His plan is perfect. And I know that sometimes it seems like it is not perfect, and you're wondering, really, Lord, is this what you have planned? But know this, it is perfect. It's perfect for you to be perfectly in His will, for you to seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. In Jeremiah 29, 11, we read his thoughts toward us, and it says this, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a hope and a future. This verse has given me so much comfort when I have been struggling through the trials because it reminds me that whatever is happening in my life right now, it's only for a time. This is his plan, and it includes peace and not evil, to give me a hope and a future. All we need to do is to trust in it. Even when we can't see where we're going, when we don't know where he is leading us, we can still trust in it because we know that it is our future and our hope and it is for peace and not for evil. And so we can trust wherever it is that he is leading us. Whether we have a heart of fear and uncertainty or a heart of thankfulness and peace generally depends on what we're focused on. So I would ask, where is your focus today? Are you totally engrossed with the problem at hand, so much so that you have lost sight of the other things in your life, lost sight of who God is and what it means to be his child, lost sight of the truly important things, those things that are eternal and not temporary? have lost sight of how God has blessed you in the past and maybe, you know, kind of had that attitude of, what have you done for me lately? It's easy to become overwhelmed with the problems or our circumstances that are staring us in the face. And the enemy is great at making them seem larger in life and impossible to get through. But with God, nothing is impossible. If you're in the midst of difficulties right now, if you have a heart of fear and uncertainty about anything in your life, then here are three things for you to focus on that can give you a heart of thankfulness and peace. The first one is to focus on God, to set your mind on all the things that we've talked about today and what our relationship with the Father really is, that God is always with us, that everything in our life is planned. It is for our good and His glory, that God gives us His wisdom if we will only ask for it. And then, yes, what is happening in your life is a part of God's perfect plan and a plan to teach you and to make you more like Him. We can do this and we can change our focus by being in prayer. As I read this next verse, let it really sink in as it really does kind of sum up everything that I've been talking about today. And it's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing. 
but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. When I begin my morning prayer time with the Lord and and I begin with that adoration for Him, when I stop and think about the ways that He has recently helped me or guided me in some way, when I do this, I can't help but have this smile that comes across my face and this peace that comes into my heart because I am just in awe of His goodness. I'm thankful for the comfort I receive in knowing that as I bring him those things that I have absolutely no control over, prayers for myself or for loved ones that only a sovereign God can do anything about, I'm assured that he has a plan and a purpose and that his will will be done and it will be done for our good and his glory. We can be anxious for nothing when we start each day with prayer, giving thanks for His goodness and asking Him for the wisdom and the guidance that we need to get through that day. Not even necessarily the wisdom or guidance that we need for tomorrow, but just what we need for that day or even that moment. When we are in the Word and we seek His righteousness in our life and we search the Scriptures for His promises, all of these things bring us comfort in peace. The second thing for us to focus on is to focus on the eternal and not the temporary. So many times we're so consumed and overwhelmed by the temporary things in life, things that if we really stop and think about it, next week probably won't make a difference, or next month or six months from now won't even matter anymore, will not even be a blip on our radar. My husband taught me this in the past when I would be stressed out about something and trying to make a decision. And he would say to me, so think about it in the terms of next week, in a month or six months from now. Will this even matter to you anymore? Will the decision that you make right now, one way or the other, really make a difference in the long run? Most of the time, the answer is no. But yet I'm all in a tizzy about it. This always reminds me that I need to stop stressing over the things that are temporary and concern myself with the things that are eternal. Things like my relationship with the Lord, my relationship with my husband and with my other family members, that I am setting a good example for my kids and that I am being intentional about teaching my grandchildren about the Lord that I am serving the Lord and serving other people in some way, ministering to them in some way. These are the things that have eternal focus, that have eternal rewards, and that we should be paying attention to. The third thing to focus on is the blessings in your life. Even during the worst of times, there are things that are blessings in our lives, things that we can be grateful for and that are an encouragement to us. Not only can we always be thankful for the assurances that we have in Christ and these things that we have talked about today and that he is there for us and that he gives us his wisdom, but there are other things as well. It may be our family, our husband, maybe our children or our grandchildren. It may be the love and support that we receive from our church family and friends. We may be blessed to be financially secure or feeling secure and happy in our own homes. If we are willing to really take a moment and to look, we will always find the things that God has been blessing us with that we have been overlooking. 
Further in Philippians 4, we read this. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So I want you to take a moment right now and maybe even, you know, hit the pause button on the podcast if you want to, but take a moment and think about those things in your life that are lovely, pure, of good report or praiseworthy. Take a moment and think about those things and thank God for each and every one of them. In this season of thankful, grateful, and blessed, no matter what is happening in our lives at the moment, we can have a heart of thankfulness and peace because of the assurances that we have as a child of God, that He is with us and sharing His wisdom, guiding us every step of the way, and that even when we don't see Him, and and sometimes we don't, we can't see that He's there, and He doesn't even always feel like He's there. But he is and he's working because his promise to us is that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And God keeps his promises. He does have a perfect plan for our lives that is for our good and his glory. And we can trust in that. I have one more verse for you to take heart and to encourage you before you go. And it's Colossians 2, 6-7. As you therefore have received Christ the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Ladies, I pray that you have a blessed Thanksgiving with your family. I pray that you can look around and that you can see the blessings that God has given you, that you can rest assured in his faithfulness to you, in his wisdom that he has for you, in the plan that he has for your life. And ladies, that you can trust him for the outcome. Have a blessed day. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray that God has used this episode to bless and inspire you to live out your faith in him. If it has, please do me a huge favor by leaving a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know if you like the show and you will be helping others to find this podcast and be lifted up by the Word of God. Is there someone who came to mind while you were listening today and you said, ooh, she needs to hear this? Well, then send her the link so she can be encouraged too. Are you in the Dallas area and looking for a fresh new speaker to add excitement to your next luncheon, women's retreat, or other women's event? then drop me a note at nancy at faithlivedout.com and let's chat about it. That's nancy, N-A-N-C-I, at faithlivedout.com. I would love to come and meet with you and the ladies in your group. You're also welcome to visit the website at faithlivedout.com for more information, blog posts, journaling ideas, and free printables. Or become a part of our little community of believers by joining the Faith Lived Out community group on Facebook, where you can join together with other faith-led wives and moms just like you. Links to these areas and the scripture references used in today's episode are in the show notes. Ladies, 
Thank you again for listening today. And know that I am praying for God to be with you as you learn to trust in Him more and to live out your faith every day. God bless you and see you on the next episode.